Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and your committed effort. The Money Making Conversation conversations on this show, the interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcome the odds and how to live a balanced life. My next guests there on the phone are the co-founders of Moms as Entrepreneurs, mission to remove the stigma that moms are unwilling to risk or assume the pressures of being a mom and an entrepreneur. Through their struggles of both motherhood and entrepreneurship, they knew exactly what was needed to help service a community that most didn't think of mothers. Since 2017, they have launched over 110 mom-owned businesses. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Dr. Tamira Lucas and Ms. Jasmine Sims. Thank you for having us. We are super Thank excited you. to be here. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I'm a guy. I, I, I read, a, uh, write a lot of shows about entrepreneurship, and I know that you know women are, are exploding in entrepreneurship, especially African American women mm-hmm. are exploding there. Uh, I, I like to get a response from each one of you about why do you think that is so. Starting with you, uh, Dr. Lucas. So women are exploding in um, entrepreneurship because we build businesses based off of necessities from our, um, that we need every single day. And I know that they seem like very um, cliche of like, well, everybody builds a business off of necessities, but women are those, as you take, go back to our history, um, you know, we were creating solutions to problems within our household. Um, because women were the ones that were, you know, mainly taking care of the households by the male work. And those things kind of exploded from, hey, this is a necessity that I need for my family and my children. Um, and we kind of think a little bit differently. We're always thinking strategically. We're always thinking innovatively because we need these things right now. Um, and right now it is the year. I know here in Maryland, we're located in Maryland and the governor has um said that 2020 is the year of the women um, and we are really stepping up to the plate to grow businesses but Jasmine and I want to make sure that we're not just starting businesses but we're growing and scaling those businesses so that we can be um, the next multi-million or those individuals or those women and moms can be the next multi-million dollar businesses that our country um, are birthing. Cool. And the reason you think differently, that's why I wanted uh, Miss Sims to have a response, because, you know, I always tell people you're successful by thinking differently, but you're even greater, reaches greater heights of success when you can operate as a team. And that's what you're doing. Now, Miss Sims, your response on why women, especially African-American women, are just exploding in the entrepreneurship field. So not only do we see needs that are immediate, but we've always worn so many hats in our families and in our communities. And so we have so many talents and most of those come in the form of hobbies or, you know, things we do offer to provide our families and the people around us. And so people like Tanira and I, we see that in our neighborhoods 
and we figured it was time to take their hobbies and turn it into a money-making activity mm-hmm. for them and their communities. So, and then coupled with more of our women are going to school to get the education that can help them actually pursue those goals. And then we have more resources that we can go online and look up the information we need. Or we have different programs, webinars, seminars that we can go to to get the information we need to actually turn these hobbies into businesses. So it's allowing us to catapult ourselves beyond where we were able to go before. Wow. So uh, with, with what Tamir awesome. said and, mm-hmm. and they're all together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a curious guy. I, you know, I'm, I'm going through Black Enterprise. I come across this nice article about the two of you. And uh, I have six sisters. Uh, none of them have, have uh, uh, followed in the entrepreneurial lane that you two are striving for women to pursue. But they're, you know, but they're they're my sisters, you know, and they're African-Americans. And, and when I see women stepping beyond the norm, the norm is when I say that not a stay at home mom, the norm is not just a 40 hour week job that may include overtime. But saying, hey, I trust my natural instinct. I have a plan of action. I can go out there. I can get a loan. If you won't give me a loan, I'm going to figure out a way to pursue my dreams and my aspirations and build this brand. That's a lot of work. Why? And when I read that since 2017, you two have been responsible for over 56 mom owned businesses lunch. Talk to me about that. That's a that's a that's that's a a champion right there. That's a champion talking about a champion of the community. I'm well, talking to ladies. Well, we need to um, edit that statistic a little bit because since 2017, it's been over about 110. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. All I get is stuff from my from I, I, people send me stuff. I pull it out. And I put it on here. Okay. So what you're not gonna do, Jasmine? What you ain't gonna do is come on my show and act you like know, I'm just selling bad information. Now, if you say it's over 100, you know I heard you say it. Earlier, I heard you say it the first time. Uh-huh. And bitch your tongue, and bitch your tongue, and bitch your tongue. And then she gonna go. I gotta stop this brother. This brother spread our bad news about you know us. <laughs> us, you worked too hard to build us. You know. So how many is that number right there? So I can re-promote that. How, what's that number? It's not fifty-six. What is it? It's a hundred, over hundred and ten now. Oh, one one yeah, zero. So. Okay. See, I was so fifty six is remarkable by itself, mm-hmm. but we've been able to take it even further, almost double it because okay. we actually were able to run a second academy when we started with one. L- let me fix this. Since 2017, <laughs> they have launched over 110 mom-owned businesses. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Dr. Tamira Lucas and Ms. Jasmine Sims. <laughs> See, that's how we well, do it on Money Making Conversation. That that's, that's how we do it on Money Making <laughs> Conversation. We're in the business of being accurate, being right. You know, so when this when this airs on podcast and all my platform, we're going to promote exactly the success story that you guys are putting out there. Now, the interesting thing about it, let me see, all I do is go on your I go on your website. I pull information. It says, Dr. Lucas, you're a trailblazer among professionals and a powerful voice for moms teaching business balance and babies. Co-founder of the Cube Cowork, Maryland's first and only co-working space that provides babysitting services. Then Miss Sims, salon consultant, industry expert with over 12 years of beauty and hospitality experience. Am I is that correct? Just want to make sure. That is correct. It's 17. 
<laughs> see, see I, I can handle one of you guys on me, but two of y'all, mm-mm. We're we going to get this straight moving forward. <laughs> so let's talk about this uh, co-founder of the Cube Co-Work because the thing about it is going on with the pandemic, you know, they, they, you know, states have been shut down. They're starting to reopen. And guess what? Some people are going to go back to reopen to no jobs. And then and then some people are being called back to work and, and child care centers are not even open or they're starting to reopen. So how can you go back to work? and You, you have no place to, to deliver your child to be taken care of while you're working. So when you talk about it, uh, uh, the cube co-work, Tell me how it's being affected now, effective now, affected now with the pandemic, and how does it actually work? So we created the cubicle work, uh, my sister and myself, as a space. Jasmine and I would train these moms. Uh, we would come in contact with other mom entrepreneurs that um, started mm-hmm. businesses, but they could they were struggling with balancing their families and and their kids and co working is a cool um, industry to be in. It's a cool um, idea, innovative ideas, working in a space with complete strangers, but being able to network and grow, which we all need to grow our businesses. But when you add, uh, when you think about childcare costs, you can buy a Toyota, at least a Toyota Corolla every single year for the amount that you'll pay in um, childcare fees, right? Mm. So I, we had to think about, well, how are these moms that are living below the poverty level, starting businesses, going to be able to afford childcare? And I created the co-working space that has babysitting services inside of it so that one, moms or dads, because we have both parents, um, can focus on their work, but not only can they focus on their work, but they can also not have the burden of high childcare costs because of how our fee is structured. Right. Now, before we were fully, um, we had our membership was pretty much full because of the babysitting aspect um, that fills up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. However, um, there, you know, there was still a lot of businesses that were working inside of their tra- traditional office space. Well, Places like Facebook and Twitter, these companies are now giving an option for for parent. I mean, for um, their workers to work from home, and I feel that this will be the trend in the in the industry of um, those type of companies or companies. Period, saying, "Hey, you can work from home," and now that childcare part is going to be um, critical. So, working in in a space where you can come in and get four hours of uninterrupted or three hours of uninterrupted work done. And then you can like do whatever else you need to do for the rest of the day is going to be kind of ideal. So right now, although we're not open physically, we've created a model that will help us sustain over time, um, hopefully, but uh, we can anticipate that we're going to have a large number of people knocking or parents knocking at our door to utilize our services because we know that business is not going to be as usual once everything re- finally reopens. Absolutely. This uh, pandemic has shown like Twitter made an announcement that, hey, stay at home. Work at work remote, which is going to have an mm-hmm. effect on real estate, office real estate in the future, because that's the one industry that has a lot of uncertainty. But when we come back on our mm-hmm. next break, I got to go to uh, Miss Jasmine Sims. You know, she's a salon expert and we know what's going on with the beauty and barber industry right now. When you come back, I want to kick off with mm-hmm. a question. <laughs> how what advice are you giving to I got I got a brother. Uh, younger brother, he has uh, four beauty and barber salons in the in the D.C. Maryland area. So, and we was, we've been talking, and I've been consulting him. But I I don't have the title as an expert. See, she's an expert. 
So we come back. We'll talk about the expert. More for money making conversation with my two dear friends. Um, you know, 110 mom owned businesses they have started since 2017. Got to get it right. Moms as entrepreneurs. <laughs> Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. I have on the phone Dr. Tamira Lucas and Ms. Jasmine Sims, as you as we spoke about uh, moms as entrepreneurs, um, an area of uh, growth that's exploding out there in the entrepreneurial world. That's one of the reasons why I'm motivated to start. One of the reasons I was motivated to start Money Making Conversation just to provide information, free information, and bring what I feel in individuals like. Uh, Dr. Lucas and Miss Sam is on the show just to share their stories and hopefully they can you can you can get some nuggets of information on how they're doing and how they're applying their their lanes because when you are when you're an entrepreneur, there are no consistent days of saying it's gonna be done this way every day. It changes every day. You have to be prepared for that change and you cannot be frustrated by that change. What you can do is plan for change. And as you plan for change, then you can overcome the obstacles that may frustrate you. Um, on the phone is Ms. Jasmine Sims. Uh, I read earlier, salon consultant, industry expert in the beauty arena, uh, with over 12 years of experience in the beauty and the hospitality experience. We know what's enduring, uh, what's happening in this country uh, with the pandemic, especially in the African-American community, where we are uh, uh, overtly affected by the uh COVID-19 uh, virus. How is the, uh, the, in the Maryland area, how is it being happened? And uh, people coming to you at advice and what advice are you giving them? Um, my advice is be patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everyone's so ready to either reopen or just to go get their hair and nails done. And, you know, there are ways to take care of those things yourself at home in the meantime. The health of your hair, the health of your skin, the health of your nails is most important. Mm -hmm. But also the health of you as an individual, because if you are dead, you cannot get your hair and nails done again Mm -hmm. unless Mm -hmm. you buy a mortician. Mm -hmm. So stay in the house, Mm -hmm. follow your state Mm -hmm. regulations or your county regulations and follow your state board of cosmetology or your barber's board, follow the regulations that are set in place for you. So you're saying that uh, don't put beauty ahead of uh, safety. No, don't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people, like I said, I, I talked to my uh, my younger brother. He uh, I, he showed me photos. He sent me a video showing how he's had to put uh, shower curtains, clear shower curtains in between each stall uh, in his barber salon. Mm-hmm. He's removed all the chairs out of his barber salon and. Everything's by appointment only. He's had to go out and buy. He's bought goggles. He's bought masks. Of course, he has hand sanitizer. He has Lysol spray. And the problem with that is that that was not part of his budget. That has suddenly mm-hmm. become part exactly. of his budget. And so when you have uh, in this pandemic world that we're living in and you have women or moms trying to break into the entrepreneurial space, it's a different model now, correct? Right, it is. You know, when when we got noticed that the, the city and the state was starting to shut down, right. we had to begin to get creative. So in our business, I have a hair salon and a nail salon. Mm-hmm. We began to sell off the inventory that we have in stock to create at-home kits mm. to sell to our clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was one way to continue some revenue um, generation. Right, right, right. So... And, and also, 
we are membership based. So that was another way to make sure that when things are slow or things like this happen, we have a way to kind of maintain our brand and keep ourselves in the forefront, even when, you know, we may not be able to operate. That right. can keep us alive during this time as well. Right, right. So as as uh, as, as Zoom as the as the um has the social media world been important during this time, and how do you use the social media to promote your brand? You know, mom as entrepreneurs, and Dr. Lucas, it could be you, Miss Jasmine Smith, it could be you responding, or both of you guys can respond. Because my whole thing is that I know this is a joint effort to you know guys uh, use y'all different ways of thinking, like you stated earlier, which makes this uh this partnership work, and. Uh, I'll go with you first, Dr. Lucas. So Jasmine and I have definitely um, gotten very creative collectively and individually for our businesses and ensuring that all of our brands that we have, whether it's moms as entrepreneurs or our personal brands, mm-hmm. are, are continues to be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really u- utilize those platforms to really tell the story, but also share the resources and the, and the things that, uh, we knew that most entrepreneurs needed at this time. So within a week of um, COVID-19 hitting, right. um, Jasmine and I were immediately sharing um, advice, resources, and anything anything that we that we were able to access or even have a knowledge of. Mm-hmm. We was immediately using um, those platforms to share that information. So I know I, I strongly, I had so many beauty experts as a business consultant. I mm-hmm. worked with all types of entrepreneurs right. and I had a lot of um, beauty and beauty entrepreneurs in the beauty industry. A lot of mom entrepreneurs in the beauty industry mm-hmm. reach out and say, well, what am I supposed to do? And quickly, you know, giving them advice on how to pivot in their business so that they can sustain because a, a lot of times, well, the resources that were the funding, the relief programs that, originally went out for COVID-19 did not support those type of entrepreneurs. They didn't support the beauty industry entrepreneurs that may not be taking a paycheck or have contractors and do not have employees. So giving them education and support on how to pivot their business so that they are still generating some type of income Mm -hmm. um, was extremely important. And also what did we have available um, from a mom's as entrepreneur's perspective. So we immediately, our workshops, well, um, academy is normally face-to-face and we do that um, specifically face-to-face so that we can have the sole attention of the parent, I mean, of the mom as they're working towards starting their business. We had to pivot that online. Um, that online virtual academy started March, I mean, I'm sorry, May 18th. Right. Um, and then we also created this fund because we knew that a lot of mom entrepreneurs, a lot of black mom entrepreneurs were pushed out of the re- relief efforts. So we knew that, okay, we don't have millions of dollars, but we know that we have a network that could possibly donate into a fund mm-hmm. to help us support the mom-owned businesses that are across the country that are suffering every day. We're, we're always overlooked. We're mm-hmm. always grouped into women-owned businesses. We are women, but we are moms, and that's totally different. The um, the the um, investment that I make is solely contingent on the impact that it's going to have on my child or on my family. And if you are a mom, if you are a woman without kids, you can take a much greater risk in starting something or investing in something because you only have yourself to worry about. 
So that was on the forefront of Jasmine and I mind of like, how do we support these moms? We're moms. Um, we have a great support system. We support one another. We have a, a really good support system, um, I'll say collectively, but that's not the case for a lot of moms, especially in Baltimore. We're, we're in Baltimore where most of the households are ran by single mothers. So if we want to continue to keep crime down, if we want to continue to um, have our economy operating um, in a decent factor, we need to make sure that these moms have what they need financially. Awesome. I know out of the two who can talk now, Dr. Lucas, you can talk. <laughs> you almost ate up all of poor Jasmine's time. I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. She was on a roll. She <laughs> slid all into all the beauty. She slid all into the beauty side of the conversation. She was rocking and rolling there. I was like, hey, she got right, right down. One of our credits is motivational speaker because she can speak. <laughs> that is all right. Oh, we well, are seen for a reason. I know that's right. But let, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about Miss Jasmine. Uh, what is the most rewarding part about being a philanthropist? Because I do see the uh, on the cover of your website. I went there and it talks about you know you have twenty six contributors. Moms give life. Moms give community. Hashtag Giving Tuesday. It's a you know over a thousand dollars been raised so far. Uh, I'm gonna contribute to that. So my name will pop up in there this week. Um, hey, thank you, know, you. Thank you. Know, what I love to be able to do I have a newsletter it goes out every Friday on time at, at uh, <laughs> 9 a.m to 90,000 fan club members I'd love to put a uh, this video or some type of uh, banner in telling your story your your organizational story moms and entrepreneurs and see if we can get some more contributions is that cool we love That's beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank just thank beautiful. You. Jasmine, you know, I, I know you don't have much time left because, you know, your business partner can talk, you know. Yeah. As, as my mama says, talk a, talk a head off of a dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 Poor dog be barking. Next thing you know, where's head go? Well, you know, Dr. Lucas was talking. <laughs> about being philanthropic is just the success that we get to see from the minds that we support. Right. And ultimately that keeps, that keeps me going when, when it gets hard in my business or in the things that I'm doing, I can't, like, I can't quit because mm -hmm. I have this team of other women who have looked up to me in Tamira and have said, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. So if I quit or if Tamira decides to quit, does that mean it's okay for them to quit? And we don't believe that. So for me, just seeing that the the work they're able to put in, the the self motivation that they they've been able to develop, because a lot of them start out very discouraged and believing that this is not something that they can do. But someone told them about this program and said, maybe you should give it a shot. You're very talented. You're very skilled. It's time for you to put that in motion. And so just seeing these women just grow and build their businesses and become successful, that's the most important part. Well, you know, uh, I, I've seen uh, organizations like 100 Black Men, uh, you know, uh, NAACP, uh, National Urban League, you know, start in one location and then becoming affiliates throughout this country. What is, what is the future of uh, your organization, um, Moms as Entrepreneurs, as far as a national platform? So it's funny because COVID has allowed us that opportunity to go national as we always um, 
envision mm-hmm. to do so. So right. now that we have this um, fund, it's not just a fund for moms in Baltimore to access, but it's a fund that anyone, any mom in the United States could access and also our virtual academy. So it, it, it pushed us to really step out there and get out to the world and to the, the United States. And so now we are a national organization. That's a beautiful thing. I'm speaking to uh, my friends. I'm calling my friends now. You know, we've laughed. Uh, they've, I've been corrected on the air, you know, on my own show. You know, uh, that's how bold they are. What you're what you not going to do is run over these two moms, okay? You know, they, they, they'll be polite, but they're going to pull you to the side. But see, they could pull me to the side on the radio. You got to tell somebody that's wrong. Right? That's wrong. Number's wrong right there. We have launched over 110 mom-owned businesses since we, in 2017, we launched Moms as Entrepreneurs. I want to thank uh, Dr. Tamira Lucas and uh, Mrs. Jasmine Sims for coming on this show. And I want to thank you, you know, like I said, when I saw the article in Black Enterprise, I, I, I was motivated to contact you too. And I was, and thank you for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation and share part of your story. Again, I want to reach out to you, Samantha, my executive producer of the show, to get some banners so we can put it in the newsletter because you have a cause of trying to generate revenue. I went through the uh, the payroll protection program and it's not set up for independent um, in, uh, 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 entrepreneurs. It's not. You know, uh, the, that's the reason why the average loan in the second go round is only 70, 79,000 loans distributed versus the first go round when they were just passing out checks like they were free money. So again, thank you for coming on the show and uh, we'll stay in touch. Is that good? Yes, absolutely. Appreciate it. If you want to hear more money making conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.